This is the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside Joe Serrera. It's state championship week. We have finally made it. And, Joe, two teams in our coverage area have made the state championship. Southeast Guilford, its first trip to a real state championship game as a football program. And Reedsville, who pretty much owns the state championships. Yeah, Reedsville, third year in a row. Uh, they won a title in 2016 at Wake Forest uh, against Edenton. Holmes last year lost a heartbreaker to Wallace Rose Hill at Keenan Stadium in Chapel Hill and this year they are going to be playing uh, at Carter Finley Stadium against Elizabeth City Northeastern so uh, in 2019 maybe they go to Duke and they complete the uh, the the grand slam of venues for the big colleges around here uh, you know just that's what Reedsville does Southeast a great achievement for that program you, you kind of referenced real state championship back in 1983 they played in a division 2 East Regional won a championship in those days from 81 to 84 if you didn't win your conference you weren't in the playoffs they had basically an NIT for those schools and they got down to an East and West champion in each classification Eastern Guilford which was in the state final two years ago won an 81 regional title division 2 Southeast Guilford did it in 83, so this is this is a huge step for that program. Well, let's take a closer look now. First, we'll start with Southeast because uh, it's their first trip in, so we might as well uh, we might as well talk about them first. The job that Kennedy Tinsley has done in a couple of years and making this team uh, a good team into what really is a great team by making it to a state championship game uh, can't go unnoticed. Now, kind of a perfect storm of they've got a great senior class. Uh, I'll have a story on the on the group later in the week. Uh, nine young men who started out playing for uh, as third graders for the Sharks went to the Little Falcons program as they got older, got to Southeast. They've been together for all this time. They are kind of the the foundation and and the the brick and mortar that's held this team together through a lot of close playoff games this year. Uh, Kennedy Tinsley replacing Fritz Hessenthaler two years ago. Fritz did a great job this year at Southern Alamance, but Kennedy Tinsley was the guy that they needed to kind of get them over the hump, take them to the next level, and state championship game, that is the next level and the top level. Uh, And we'll have more to talk about Kennedy Tinsley in our wrap-up edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. Uh, But the one thing you have to talk about when you you discuss this team is – the, and you alluded to it, and it'll be in your story later in the week uh, about this program, but just how close-knit they are. Uh, even back when they were freshmen and sophomores, when Coach Hessenthaler was here, to now, I mean, Coach Hessenthaler still asks about these young men. He still yep. cares about them. That's how tight-knit this program is through and through, that even the people who used to be a part of it uh, are still actively involved in some way, shape, or form in these young men's lives. Yeah, in an era when kids move around, when Forsyth County has open enrollment and kids can go where, you know, pretty much wherever they want to go if they have the transportation, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't don't get me wrong, but this is... Oh, a, are you saying that Charlotte Mech doesn't have open enrollment? Not officially. Oh, okay, just checking. <laughs> but... And, and some schools in the Triangle, too, in other parts of the state. But this is a, to me, this is a true community football program. It reminds me a little bit of the Northern Guilford baseball team that won a, a 3A state title a couple years ago where other than two guys, one, the son of UNCG's baseball coach who moved into the area with his dad and a young man, Joe Milwee, who moved in from California with his family, those kids had been together since T-ball. And this is the same kind of situation. And... When you've got that that 
tight-knit group, that community support, those kids who've been together, who've been through wins, losses, everything, school, girlfriends, family situations, uh, loss, everything together, that is hard to beat in the playoffs, and that can take you a long way. And they've had some really tough games in the playoffs to get here. Three comeback wins in a row, uh, a really dramatic one last week over Cleveland when they were down 19 and came back to win 37-33. And I famously said they couldn't win a 35-28 game. I was right, but they could win a 37-33 game. But uh, they, they just, they're a fun group to be around in that you see how much they care about each other, how much the coaching staff cares about them. It, it's, it's a community team. And and you feel it. Uh, Let's dive a little deeper into the Southeast game itself, Joe. I know that we want to try and give a little preview of the actual ball game. So uh, talk a little bit about what's waiting for uh, Southeast when they hit the field during the state championship. They're playing a Matthews Weddington program that has been here before. Johnny Roscoe at Northern Guilford, his last state title came in 2014, 3AA final. They beat a a good Matthews Weddington team, 14-7. Two years ago when Kennedy Tinsley was the offensive coordinator at Eastern Guilford. They lost a tough game to Matthews Weddington in a 3AA final. Doug Robertson's uh, Eastern Guilford team. You know, Weddington's program has been here before. They had a different head coach those two years. Tim Carson, he's moved on, retired uh, at the end of the 2016-17 school year from Weddington, now coaching in South Carolina for more money, as, as, as that usually happens. Andy Capone, who was his offensive coordinator for those teams, took over, but he's doing a lot of the same things. It's a program that knows how to prepare for state championship games, knows how to win, and uh, impressive last week, 45-12 over a Mount Tabor team that had won nine in a row, went to Winston-Salem, beat that Mount Tabor team convincingly. That that impressed me. Uh, they may not be the, the fastest, the most athletic team in the world, but they're good. And something I found out talking to Coach Tinsley today after uh, East, Southeast Guilford's practice up at Prolific Park, he said when he got hired, one of the first people he reached out to when he got hired at Southeast Guilford was Tim Carson, the Weddington coach. He'd seen what he did the year before with his Weddington team against Eastern Guilford. He took his whole staff down to Matthews to meet with Coach Carson and his staff and learn how they got the most out of their players. So tremendous respect he's got for that program. That program knows him. Uh, Andy Capone, the coach, knows what kind of offense Kennedy Tinsley likes to run from Eastern Guilford. That's That's a subplot, but they are a very fundamentally sound solid football team that will not beat themselves. The only time they beat themselves this year was their one loss against Charlotte Catholic, 20 to nothing, and we know how good Charlotte Catholic is. Four turnovers in that game. That's the only time they've had a turnover problem. It cost them the game. When they're fundamentally sound, they're a good football team, and they're tough to beat. Well, let's shift gears now uh, over to Reedsville, who, uh, I mean... You can ask anybody who the dominant football programs around the state of North Carolina have been, and Reedsville is the dominant football program in the state of North Carolina, the self-proclaimed football capital of North Carolina, back in the state championship game yet again. Jimmy Teague back on the sidelines. Yeah, uh, 
they came so close last year. A, a fumble in overtime against Wallace Rose Hill after they'd come back to force the overtime in that game. Uh, the players I've talked to who were, who were on that team say that as soon as that game was over and they resumed off-season workouts, the mission was get back there, get that title. Uh, they've got a couple of brother combinations on that on the team: the Canada brothers Tra- Travion and Demontes, the Rankin brothers Trell and Kai, who their families have been through this. They were Reedsville football to the core. They've been pointing toward this, but every Reedsville team, the expectation is state championship. Talking to one of the opponents uh, that they beat along the way two rounds ago, uh, Burnsville Mountain Heritage, their coach Joey Robinson said, would they just put them in 2A East one year, just one time, so that we didn't have to go to Reedsville and Community Stadium? You know, that's the kind of program that they have. And they're playing a very good team, an Elizabeth City Northeastern team that comes in unbeaten. Level of competition, caliber caliber of opponents, their schedule might be considered a little soft, although Reedsville has struggled to, to find good games and their conference is weak. Some of the numbers for Elizabeth City Northeastern will knock your socks off. Three 1,000-yard rushers, including their quarterback, who's their leading rusher and also threw for 1,300 yards. As a team, 92 sacks in, in 14 games. 92. One player with 22 sacks, 6'3", 225-pound defense. Event. His freshman brother, uh, who is also pretty good, 17 sacks. They are a very, very impressive team statistically. They haven't played a Reedsville yet. They haven't played a team at this of this caliber. And I think it'll it'll be a really good test for Reedsville in terms of this will be the most athletic, the most physically gifted team that they've played. But this is also going to be the best coached and the toughest team that Northeastern has played in Reedsville. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. Plenty of coverage coming up the rest of the week. Joe, I know you'll have videos from out at the uh, championship press conferences. Those will be posted Wednesday afternoon. Uh, We will have our predictions that will go along with why we chose our teams. Uh, That will be up on Friday afternoon or morning. It'll be a Thursday afternoon. Thursday, in print Friday morning. In yeah, print Friday be, morning. Well, it will it will be for the Southeast game because they're playing at seven thirty yep. at Keenan Stadium on Friday night. The Reedsville game is eleven AM Saturday at Carter Finley. Tickets for both are fifteen dollars. Still trying to get the how figure out how much the parking will be, but wanted to pass that information along to people so the Reedsville stuff will be online Friday afternoon, in print Saturday. And go to the games. If you are a part of that community, and even if you're not, go support these young men. They have worked really hard this season. They deserve your support. It could be really tough to get some energy going in those stadiums when they are empty, and uh, and they deserve that support, and they're going to need it. it. These are going to be some very difficult ball games, and they are going to need your support. If you can't get out there, though, make sure you're following on Twitter at Joe Serrera and R at Turkin35, uh, along with at News and Record. We'll have plenty of coverage uh, throughout the weekend on uh, on these state championship games. You've been listening to the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. We'll talk to you next week.